The Heather McCoy Show. From the other side of the Cleveland National Forest, Robert Larson joins us on The Heather McCoy Show. Hello, Robert. Heather, always good to be with you. I enjoy my time with you as well. Um, last off, we were kind of were talking about uh, the 909 bros, and uh, <laughs> that, that's kind of what the Orange County people call them. Um, unfortunately, I missed the story in the OC Weekly last issue about Jack Martinez, the founder of the Black Fly Sunglasses Company, is back at the helm of Black Flies. He's not the owner anymore, but he's the CEO. So what do you make of this? Bros unite and bromance and over joy over this? Or has that time come and gone? I don't know. I, I think the Black Flies were a pretty good company. They made a, a pretty good product. and uh, But yeah, it is uh, uh, a, a product that worn by that type of uh, person. People are really into extreme sports and... Uh, I, I think they can make a comeback, and I, I don't have to actually talk to some of the, the bros out in this area, <laughs> the little subculture, and they, they do have a certain look about them that I'm still figuring it out, where, you know, the dividing line between bros and non-bros, because I hang out with people that lived here a while, and they, oh, look at that bro over there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he was one of them, or uh, and it's kind of funny, I, it almost is like, well... Can you really uh, say that by just something they're wearing? And, and I guess there is. And, yeah, it's certain types of eyewear and shirts, uh, baseball caps, the way they wear them. It's, uh, yeah, a certain look. <laughs> well, for for Orange County, the dead giveaway is this, if they look like Bradley Noel from uh, Sublime, that was like, okay, yeah, that's kind of the trademark look. <laughs> <laughs> It's like ghost of like I'm he's like he was like Elvis in Orange County. You would see Bradley Noel sightings, but it was just prose. It wasn't really a ghost or he wasn't alive. So, well, I kind of think that you know not just out here in the 909 the Inland Empire, but Southern California in general, Orange County, San Diego, whatnot. That <laughs> there's become this real defined hipster look that I think is oh like god to pick out, and it's like. Uh, I, I sometimes just laugh when I see that look because it's so. I, do they even realize how contrived it looks? I mean, it, it's like, oh, I see, you've got your uniform on. Yeah. Little cap and your little, uh, your one or two inch beard. And, uh, <laughs> those funny little slipper type shoes that they wear and, and the, the tight peg leg jeans and nothing wrong with any of that and it's it's an okay look but it's just like you'll see three or four of them walking together and almost all have the same thing on i just always find that hilarious having grown up in the punk rock scene where it was really cool in the first year or two in the late 70s and then it became like everybody's wearing uniform yeah it really is and i, and I think the question answer to your question about that is i don't think they realize uh they all look the same <laughs> okay. Well, one of my favorite ones, uh, hipster types, is the girl from the Ting Tings, where she's so unimaginatively hipster. It's just like, really? You can't try harder? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen her or not, but... I, I oh, okay. Um, so we were going to shift gears for this show and talk about more of the positive uh, aspects of living in the Inland Empire. Yeah, you, you know, it, as I said, moving out here from Orange County, it was a little bit of a culture shock and you have these sort of couple of subcultures the the bros and then the the christianists that are really big out in this area so that was kind of i sort of knew that was coming and it, it's okay and i've adjusted to it and then i also kind of knew that there was a lot more out here in this area to do in the in terms of 
uh, outdoor activities. Yeah, the cultural life is a little lacking, but outdoor activities, it's really amazing. There are quite a few wilderness areas that are within 15, 20 minutes of town, of you know, the Temecula, Murrieta Valley area. In those places are uh, Tanaha Falls, the Santa Rosa Plateau, the Santa Margarita River. The Santa Margarita River is really amazing because it's uh, there's kind of down to Old Town Temecula, which is a place a lot of people hang out, and then behind that is a smaller community up in the hills, just ten minute drive up in the hills called Deleuze, and then you get there and there's a place you can hike down to this river, and it's. It's more of a creek, but they call it a river, and it does run year-round. But the thing is, it's supposed to be the only untouched river in Southern California, and it's huh. it's quite um, a sight. Uh, it's uh, just it's really beautiful. Is there a lot of, like, is there fishing and camping, or, or is it just kind of a hiking trail? It's mostly a hiking trail, but there are a couple of places where people do camp. I don't think there are official campgrounds, but the, you can tell people have camped there. there there's uh, little flat areas, and, oh, we'll set up a tent here and have a little fire here. And, yeah, people do fish. There's trout and other fish in there. And it's, um, it, it, like a lot of things in Southern California in the springtime, there's a lot of water. It, it, toward the end of the summer and the winter, it's kind of uh, just more of a trickle but it does flow all the way from uh, up in the hills around here down it goes to the ocean all the way to the ocean oh wow Hilton. so it's uh uh environmentalists ecologists are, are really intrigued by this and really want to preserve it and they don't want any dam put on this river and to the state there hasn't been so it's uh yeah i mean and you're 15 minutes out of town and you're in this just to me, it looks like total wilderness, and you're in a big, deep canyon. There's coyotes out there, bobcats. I'm sure every now and then someone sees a mountain lion as well. So that, that would be a snow melt then, uh, then that's just coming down the river, or where does the river originate from? Now, you know, I don't think it's snow melt. I think there is some kind of uh, a spring. I, I was trying to actually look that up before you called, and... It drains an arid region of the coast ranges between Los Angeles and San Diego at the southern end of the Santa Ana Mountains. So doesn't say for sure about snow melt, but huh. yeah, either way, it's it's interesting because it's very desert-like around here. It's so dry, as Southern California in general really is. Not a lot of rivers. Yeah. See something that flows like that, it's really something. And then the other one I mentioned, Tanaha Falls, is is quite amazing. It's uh, same type of thing in the springtime, especially after a lot of rain. It's a you know there's a lot of water, and, and it's a it's a pretty spectacular waterfall, especially for Southern California where we don't have much of that kind of thing. It's I think 150 feet. It's not all one drop. It kind of has a few different drops, but in total, it's about 150 feet. And uh, it there's some big pools of water up. Uh, like halfway down the falls and then at the bottom and people swim in there and uh, it's actually a pretty fun place i saw a very uh interesting little creature when i was up there was some uh it was either a newt or a salamander but it was like orange and black in color and just really uh like wow those things live around here so is that area with the waterfall is that in a, a forest of trees or how does that work exactly is it like a waterfall in the desert? 
No, it's not desert there. It's uh, well, it starts out. Parts of it are like that desert-like kind of chaparral, and then uh, as when you get up to the waterfalls, especially the top part, it's uh, um, almost like forest. It's, a lot, it's like a lot of oak trees. It's oak trees everywhere, but it's not not like uh, evergreens. But uh, just uh, but yeah, it's very wooded. It's quite nice, and it's, it's a good. That's a good place to hike in and camp as well. There's a lot of shady spots and everything, and uh, canyons you can walk back into. But the the falls there that definitely is not um, snow melt. The Tanaha, it's it's all it's rain fed. It's cause it doesn't come from up high enough. Yeah. And so there's <coughs> there's pools of water that fill up, and then they overflow. In the springtime, and, and cause this waterfall that will run up until mm, June, maybe July. Okay, so in any of these like foresty areas, do you get so far off into the wilderness that you lose cell phone signal and stuff? Or oh yeah, yeah, you definitely uh, lose signal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's some of the places that people live around here, there's actually some really amazing. Uh, houses back in the sort of uh, canyon area that you drive in to get the Tanaha Falls, and uh, just people who have almost like ranches, some actual actual ranches, and then just ranch style houses with a lot of land around them and a lot of just wildlife. And these, uh, I, a friend of a friend lives out there and went to a party out there, and then I was trying to call them because I wasn't exactly sure how to get there, and there was no cell phone signal. And uh, you had to call them on their landline. So yeah, that's some some places where people actually live. They're, they don't have cell phone signals. Yeah, that's pretty amazing to be out of the grid that far. Yeah, and it's just like I said you're you know twenty minutes out of town here. You're in wilderness. Yeah. It's, yeah that that's a, a plus for me. Yeah. <laughs> Things that seem a little bit on the negative about living in this area is just like. Wow. And since kind of visiting, doing those little day hikes, it got me all excited about the wilderness and got me back into doing backpacking, which I've been um, doing now. And I haven't actually backpacked in in any of these areas right in the Temecula Murrieta area, but I've done some other trips that I've talked to you about. And uh, just, just it's funny how uh, a reintroduction to nature it can just spark something in you and put you on another path. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot when I got to see Yosemite Valley for the first time in six years. It kind of like, it's overwhelming. Yeah, and when you can camp out and uh, sleep under the stars and actually see stars. <laughs> <laughs> we don't see you in, in Orange County too much. You, you are, uh, it kind of does things to your head in a, in, a, in a really positive way. Yeah. Out of all of your BS that you're kind of stuck in day to day, you're like, does that really matter? Yeah. Seeing the starlight from a thousand light years away, that, that's something really amazing to think about. My little problems every day, are those really anything to put a lot of mental energy into? Yeah, well, I do have a project for you. I don't know if you're up to it, but when you were talking about all the different famous or big houses and ranch houses, uh, for next week's show, do you want to see if you can find uh, Amy McPherson's castle? Oh, I, I know about that. I, I Right off the top of my head, I don't know exactly where it is, but I can ask my mother, because I think she's been there. She's very much into this kind of thing and into history of that sort. 
And yeah, I'll look that up. And she's actually a quite interesting character to talk about. Oh, she's extremely interesting. So thank you, Robert Larson, for your report. And you are listening to The Heather McCoy Show.